Welcome to Coping with Ghosting, the show that provides hope, healing, and understanding for anyone who's been ghosted. I'm your host, Greta, and I'm going to discuss all things anxiety and ghosting. My guest is Dr. Terry Bacow. She is a widely known expert in cognitive behavioral therapy and evidence-based therapy approach. A Brown and Boston University graduate, she has authored several peer-reviewed papers based on her research, and she sees clients in her private practice on the Upper West Side. She is a media contributor and has been featured in Women's Health and Shape magazines and Scary Mommy, as well as various blogs and podcasts. Dr. Bacow supervises trainees in psychology and psychiatry at NYU and the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. She is the author of Goodbye Anxiety, a guided journal for overcoming worry. Dr. Bacow, welcome to the Coping with Ghosting podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. What is anxiety and how does it show up in the body? Great question. Anxiety is a constellation of feelings, typically uncomfortable ones. Things like nervousness, stress, and intrusive thoughts of worry. And the way that this shows up in the body is that we typically have a set of physical sensations that go along with anxiety that are really common. Some of these sensations can range from a pounding heart, feeling sweaty, dizzy, faint. Maybe you have butterflies in your stomach. Maybe your muscles are really tense. Maybe you feel shaky. You know, there's really a range of sensations that a person can experience when we feel anxious. And anxiety can really take a toll on the body, you know. Prolonged stress can lead to things like chronic pain and insomnia and um, really a diminished quality of life. But this is really a good reason to manage it and talk about it. Yes. So what are the benefits of managing anxiety? Well, number one, improved quality of life, you know. Why suffer? I think suffering is overrated. And again, unmitigated stress could really impact us. It could really cause problems. It could also lower our immune system. Mm. And we can maybe be more prone to getting sick and getting burned out. So I think that the number one reason and benefit for managing anxiety is to experience relief and to improve the quality of your life. Yes. Self-care is essential. So I have prepared a list of questions about how anxiety and worry manifest in people after they have been ghosted. And I'd love for you to provide actionable strategies about how to overcome these specific issues. So let's get into it. Many people feel rejected and take ghosting personally. How can listeners change those beliefs? Let me first validate that ghosting is a terrible experience, something that we have all 
been through it. I know I myself have experienced it personally and it is really unsettling and upsetting. And I think that the first piece of advice is to remind yourself that the absence of information is not the same as actual information. I think what happens with ghosting is we don't hear back and our imaginations run wild and we interpret the situation as a sign of rejection. A lot of times it is the go-to, it is the kind of number one conclusion that we draw from not hearing back. And what I'd like to do is remind my client, you don't know that. Now don't jump to conclusions and don't necessarily take it personally. We don't have the evidence to support that you did something wrong. And I think a lot of folks really go to the self-blaming path because if it is my fault, if it is your fault, then we have a sense of control. We have an explanation for what, what happened. And we really just want to have an explanation. So it being my fault tends to be sort of an easy go-to reason. But there are many, many other reasons for not hearing back. And I could list 100 of them. But for right. example, the person could be really sneaky. Maybe they had a death in the family. Maybe they're not a good person and you don't want to be with them anyway. Maybe um, know, they got triggered and being really immature. You just don't know that you did anything wrong. So I really encourage people to keep an open mind and not to jump straight to the conclusion that you have messed up in some way. This is such good advice. I love the way you said that. About 11 years ago, I was ghosted by a man. And at that time, I couldn't stop thinking about what happened. The thoughts played endlessly in a loop in my mind. And they kept on popping up during inconvenient times. What are some tips and tricks for stopping rumination and intrusive thoughts? Excellent question. So the number one strategy that I prescribe for rumination and obsessive thinking is to take some sort of action, to get out of your mind and into the world and to attempt to problem solve, to really take an action-oriented, solution-focused approach. You know, you could obsess, you could ruminate, or you could do something. And doing something can often stop rumination and attract. So an example would be to delete the person's number. That would be like an action that you could take that I think can stop the worry cycle. And ultimately, you want to focus on an aspect of the situation you can control. And you also want to check the facts. You know, like I said a moment ago, what do you know or what do you not know? And what you don't know is that it is your fault. You just don't have any supporting evidence. So this is what we're framing can be really useful. And then the other advice that I have for rumination is do not keep your feelings inside. Do not keep them to yourself. Air them out. If you are obsessing and spinning, talk to someone about it. Talk to a friend, a family member, vent. Or maybe you could get a journal and write down some of your thoughts and feelings, but you don't want them stuck in your mind. 
And then one other last piece I'd like to add is, I think it's helpful to consider the pros and cons of obsessing, the pros and cons of holding on to anger about the situation. Is this hurting you? Is this helping you? A kind of a gauge of the cost-benefit analysis. Brilliant. I agree. Venting is very helpful. Talking it out is so great. Journaling, um, talking to a therapist. I'm a coach. I help people um, navigate being ghosted. So talking to people is a wonderful way to get the feelings out of your mind. I've seen a lot of people who want to block their ghost on social media, but are not ready to do so yet. As a result, they see the person who ghosted them with new significant others, hanging out with friends and living their best lives, which causes a lot of distress. So what advice do you have for these people? First, I encourage all of us to remember that looks can be deceiving. They can, you know, what we see as social media is a mere portion of the person's life. It's the highlight reel. They're not posting the food poisoning or the lost luggage or the delayed flight. They're posting a happy moment on purpose to project a certain image. And this is selection bias. So I encourage us all to remember what you see on the social media might not be completely accurate and might not give you all the information about what's really going on. And then I think that we really have to factor in our mental health and our sanity. And I know it's sometimes hard to block because we're so tempted to see it. We just can't help ourselves. It's like, we could get a train wreck. You just can't stop. But you have to factor in your well-being and you have to consider, is it worth it to torture yourself? Is it worth it to upset yourself so much by seeing these photos? And then you might need to make a conscious decision to take a social media break, you know, just to step away and focus on yourself and engage in self-care. And then maybe at a later date, re-engage. Everything you said is so on point. I recently went on a trip to Mexico and I was in a car accident. I missed a few flights. I lost my luggage. I had things stolen and there was some other drama. I got sick and all I posted on social media was a picture of myself at the wedding having fun. But I didn't share any of the backstory and the horrible experiences with regards to travel. Social media is curated content. Your ghost is showing you a snapshot of what their life looks like, but it's only the best picture, the highlight reel, as you said. So I think that's really important to remember if you think, oh, wow, they don't even care about me. They're just out there with their new partner and their friends. Check the facts. Like you said, is that true? 
I was having a lot of issues in Mexico, but anybody who saw my wedding picture thought, wow, she's having the time of her life. So just be careful about your assumptions about your ghost. And I love what you said about take a break from social media. Clear your mind of constant information coming at you and just live your life in reality, not virtual reality. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of listeners who were ghosted by their romantic partners feel anxious about being alone, changing their normal routines, and are worried about what the future has in store for them. What advice do you have for somebody in this situation? Sure. I want to say, Breakups are the worst. They're really painful. And if a breakup ends, also they begin with ghosting, I can imagine that's even more painful. But we've all experienced it. And I think we've all experienced the moment after a breakup where we're absolutely convinced that we are never going to meet someone again. And that we're never going to meet someone that we like as much as we like the partner that we just had. This is such an overwhelmingly common belief. And inevitably, if you sit tight, you will meet someone else. And you will meet someone better than the person that ghosted you. Because the person that ghosted you sucks. They really, they are missing out and they suck. So I encourage people that I work with is to remember you're going to come out on top. And just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen again. The past does not predict the future. So I think folks that are worried about ghosting, this is going to keep happening. You don't know that. Ghosting, I think, could be an outlier. You know, it's more frequent these days that we have a term for it. But it's really an exception. Most people do not treat other people in this fashion. And so I think you could have some assurance this is not going to happen to you again. You're going to be okay. And because breakups are so painful, I encourage anyone going through them to really focus on doing what you have to do to be okay. Taking care of yourself, increasing self-compassion, increasing self-care practices, engaging in distraction, and remembering how wonderful you are. Right. Right. That's all good. When I went through a breakup, I just remember thinking, I have to remember to eat. I have to have a routine. I can't let myself go because this relationship went out the window. I have to remember that I am number one. And if I don't take care of myself, then what's the point? I have to be really mindful of the way I choose to move forward and amplify my self-care, get a massage. I had to go take my shoes off and put my feet on the grass and feel nature. I made sure that I did all the things to feel good as much as possible. And I love what you said the ghost sucks. Like 
they are not the person for you right now. They cannot show up in the way you want them to. And therefore you have to move on and focus on yourself. Yes. And not only do they suck, they can't recognize your value. And you don't want to be with someone who does not appreciate and recognize how awesome you are. Right. It is their loss, as you said. So you have the book called Goodbye Anxiety, a guided journal for overcoming worry. How can this help resolve any feelings around being ghosted? Thank you for asking that. Now, I admit that I'm biased, but when I was thinking about this question, I really think my book is a fantastic resource. And it's written for young people and young adults and teenagers. And this is something that we all go through at that time of life. Insecurity, social comparison, feeling um, other people are better than you. So my book covers a lot of those themes. And one of the, the parts of the book is writing prompts that encourage journaling. And I actually would like to read um, one of the prompts out loud. This is a prompt on page 43 called Total Rejection. And the prompt says, have you ever been rejected or ghosted by someone? Know that it happened to all of us and is incredibly painful. What was this experience like for you? Did you ultimately recover? So I have, that's one of my first prompts in the book. And then later on in the book, I talk about cognitive behavioral methods to cope with some of the automatic thoughts we have when we take things personally. So I talk about personalization, a self-blaming, and how to challenge that. So for example, on page 122, I'll keep this quick. I have a question that I encourage people to ask, and it is as follows. Think of a comment or situation that you took personally that made you feel defensive or badly about yourself or that you assumed was your fault. Now imagine a version where it is not all about you. It is almost never actually about you. That's another um, what we would call CBT strategy, you know, examining the evidence, considering a perspective shift. And then lastly, at the end of the book, I cover different themes that come up when we feel anxious. And there's a lot of skills and tools that I think can be used for coping with ghosting. For example, I have a page on Let It, let it Go. It's literally called Let It Go. And then I have a page on rumination, which we talked about a little while ago a page on a skill called radical acceptance, mm. which I think would be really useful for mm-hmm. dealing with lemons when life gives you lemons. And then I also talk about failure, the idea of failure, the idea that we failed and how to deal with that and how to exercise self-compassion. So I think my book has a lot of really great tools and strategies that are applicable to a ghosting situation. I agree. I got the book. I love that it's so user-friendly. I know that your audience was, te- did you say teens and preteens? And, and actually younger those too. It has some youth, more younger oriented language. 
And it's perfect for me because it's easy to understand. I don't feel like it's overly complex. It's just very nice and pleasant. And it's like kind of like a warm hug. So I definitely recommend getting this book. You can get a physical copy. You can get it on Kindle. So Goodbye Anxiety, a guided journal for overcoming worry. It will definitely help you with anxiety relief. So I think ghosting is one of the hardest things we can go through in terms of relationships. At what point should somebody with anxiety seek help from a mental health professional? Great question. I think if you truly have a hard time letting go and it starts interfering with your life, that's the moment to seek help. You know, if you're having difficulty sleeping, you find yourself canceling plans, you're so preoccupied that it's hard to focus, that's a really good moment to maybe seek out a therapist. And you also want to look out for the signs and symptoms of depression. And some of these include sadness, hopelessness, eating too much or too little, sleeping too much or too little, feeling really pessimistic about the future, and a symptom that we call anhedonia. What that means is loss of interest or pleasure and your usual activity. If you find that it's really hard for you to have fun and to be optimistic and really quite down and preoccupied, you might be depressed. And I think that depression is incredibly painful and it is absolutely, without a doubt, a reason to seek professional help. I am so grateful that you clearly laid that out because of who can help you resolve these issues. You are worth it. Before I let you go, do you have any final words of advice for people who have been ghosted? Yes. As I said a moment ago, it is almost never about you. People who do ghosting are themselves deeply insecure and weak and not the kind of people that you want to have in your life. Remember, it is not your fault. You are going to be okay. I will meet kinder and better people. I think fundamentally, it's about compatibility and finding a match. As someone who is compatible with you, it's not going to do that to you. And you will find that you have to find your people, really. You have to find your people. Absolutely. I agree. It's important that you surround yourself with people who are able to communicate well with you and show up for you physically, emotionally. You want people in your life who are supportive and who value you. Finally, how can listeners connect with you and where can they get your book? Thank you for asking. So a really easy way to connect with me is via Instagram. I have an, an Instagram account. You can find me at Dr. Terry Becker, at Dr. Terry Becker, which is just Dr. And you could also connect with me via my website, which is drterrybecker.com. And you can find the book in stores at Barnes & Noble 
or online at Amazon or via independent booksellers. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. And listeners, remember, when you are ghosted, you have more time to connect with yourself and people who have stellar communication skills. You deserve the best. You just deserve-